Well, today for our Saints Alive broadcast, I am joined by Donna Renfro and Rebecca Renfro Boardman. And I invited them today because I wanted to talk about mothers. Yes. And, and I wanted to have the opportunity for them to share some of their um, just wonderful experiences of growing up and being family together and highlights from that. And they are well prepared to share with us today. And they are going to reveal uh, many things about their life journey and about their mom that will be new information for me. And I just look forward to it so much. Um, so why don't I start by just asking... Um, What's the age difference? And maybe Donna, you can start and share. What's the age difference between you all and then other siblings that you okay. have? Right. Well, there are three of us. There were four. We lost a brother, uh, and but there are four, three girls, and I'm the eldest. <laughs> and so the age difference between Rebecca and I is about three and a half years, not quite four. <laughs> and then we have an, our youngest sister, Laurel. Uh, she is nine years difference from me. So we're all, we're all in the, can I say, boomer category. <laughs> we're all in there together. We all have memories, and some are different. Some, some gel in the, with different things about mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, so thankful that you ask us here. Uh, she, she is such a, a great person, a mother. And I believe that she and dad are both helping us, praying for us with the cloud of witnesses mm. that we read about in the that's Bible. a good way to express it as they're both buried in the columbarium that he designed brought us up in this church of all saints and then did the mission church of saint david's yes Beautiful. which right no, is no longer there as saint david's but but right a lot right. of our work was in both so tell me about that um what era was that that saint david's was started as a mission church and were you at the very beginning of that and you mm-hmm. went yes. to be part of that mm-hmm. plant what year was that 60s wasn't it Rebecca? 60s 60s and a bit early i'm pretty sure because i remember at 11 and 12 we loved this church we loved all saints and i just particularly remember one easter rebecca and i said we got to go back to easter services but we loved saint david's and it was it i think it may have been uh, the ground went up in the fifth late 50s but 60s right rebecca because right. Total different design, total different way of worship. Correct. Mm-hmm. In the round with the huge altar in the center. Very, very different. Mm-hmm. And we were very active in the choir, we were, yeah. music, and a lot of young people. So it was a large church for a number of years. Beautiful. It, was. it was. Now, what did your mom and dad do as part of that start of that mission Always church? the daughters, always ushering, always a part of the ministry there. Mm-hmm. Now, Dad was on the vestry as right. well. Yes, he was. Dad later in life. Dad was always a man of faith, but a quieter faith, okay? And he would he would tell me sometimes, I'm not exactly like your mother. Well, he didn't have to be. He had his own. He, but he went into the Curcio movement. I don't really know what's happened with that in the Episcopal Church, where it is, but mm-hmm. he loved it. And his spirit opened up, and he began to go out in his, I would say, middle-aged um, 60s or late 50s, 60s, and he began to share in a different way if he felt the spirit leading. And he had not done that as much. But got involved a lot with music, the symphony, people. Oh, yes. uh, they named a room after him at uh, Peace River Center and the wheelhouse. So he was actively involved in that, whereas mother was traveling profusely around the country setting up the daughters of the king the Correct. junior daughters and then she would she would take me with her i would take my guitar and sing at the conventions and we would go places that was beautiful i think overall the biggest rounded memory that all of us have together is that little teeny hallway on pablo yes. where we grew up 
where mother had the cross of Christ and we knelt in the hallway every night Mm. and said the Lord's Prayer, prayed for everyone, and then we went to bed. And that was a, I guess what you call a universal theme that we all could remember and say that we Yeah, we had to. an altar in the home. It was mm-hmm. in that hallway and um, mother and dad were different socioeconomically, uh, not so much intellectually. They went to college and, but she grew up, you would think she grew up with more money, but that didn't, that had nothing to do with the way we set up home because we live simply. There were years when my dad didn't Growing make quite up, as we much did. money. Oh, yeah, very but that simple. altar was right there. The first, mm-hmm. my first memory of mom was was how to pray as a young girl. How to pray. Beautiful. I, t- I just shared that with Rebecca recently. A book of prayer, and it said prayers for girls. And then she led me into junior daughters. And Rebecca and Lolly, I believe, were Lolly was too, wasn't Lolly she? Lolly was too. Now so say, because there might be someone listening to this correct. that don't know what does it mean to be a junior daughter. So tell me a little bit about that experience. What age would one be if you were a junior Correct. daughter? I be, for me, we it was junior high. Late, mid, late elementary, junior high, because mm-hmm. you're old enough to to confirmation came somewhere before, right before that. So you know about the church, and your faith is beginning to to grow. At least back in those days, mm-hmm. I was looking for the. Daughters. So I found one of mothers. I'll show it to you here, since you can see it. She would do her speeches and presentations to the daughters oh, and I've yeah. got so many of them at home and they all fell out this morning and a book of the one that cards. I brought with me was one of her discussions of what it means to be a daughter and as I think I shared with you several times if your listeners want to know that the daughters of the king the prayer belt uh, of the of the church uh began in 1885 and she talks about that in here and starts you out and then she came to visit me in new york and took me to the church where it started so that's why it meant so much to start paying attention and going back to where where and why were they initially started it was to help people in their individual pews so that's where mother took me back to to explain something to me that i knew nothing about and of course seeing it there in new york was an eye-opener for me and helped me understand gee the daughters had a ministry as the assistant to the pastors from the very beginning Mm. and that they were responsible for their pews Mm. and to help people and to be there just like you're doing i've watched you with all the new people that come in as our chaplain of the daughters the underlying prayer group that belt so it was interesting to find that yes Uh, i want and were you a junior daughter were you in uh, teenage years Yes. At that point when your mom took you to New York City. Yes, and when I began mm-hmm. college, she took me to the convent right outside of Cincinnati and had me join as an associate. Mm. And I would take my retreats there, and I would go if I needed talk or anybody I wanted to speak to or just go out to the grounds. And so when I, when yeah. I went back... Mother was diagnosed, and and so they gave her five years more. We had been together twenty seven years, and so those last eight years were the were her last years that we had together. So I went up to the convent. It's a fun story, very quickly. Fun story, and I asked to start my associateship into becoming a nun. Okay, and they rejected me. (laughs) So I came home. I did not think you were supposed to be a nun. I love the idea. And of course, eventually, then the Lord brought. Yeah, uh, Dan into my life, and I 
was able to have everything return back to me sevenfold mm-hmm. right, that I thought I was never going to have. The Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Mother would have said that in her book. She was always using different things. She wrote a book, by the way. Some of it we're, we're pulling up, step up, step down. But yes, y- you know, her journey uh, wasn't always easy. She Because what led her into the daughters, from what I remember and what she even restates, is the loss in her life of her son when the greatest things that God blessed her with and she was able with joy and with God's help and with the word of God to pull through that she says that she credits God and the Holy Spirit but it wasn't easy and she said when you step out she said some friends she talks about the grief in another chapter that she moves into this which she calls stepping up to the podium which is where she believes God called her and she said well uh some friends thought I was getting too religious, but I still felt the same as before. St. Teresa, with whom I would never compare my calling, said this in regard to her calling. If one begins to devote oneself to God's service, there are some who are ready to think wrongly of him. And self-defense compels one to seek companionship until he's strong enough to overcome depression. And she said that her best companions during these tough times were her husband and the Holy Spirit. And then, then she gravitated. She found this because then she goes and says that. And if we have time, we can go into a little more. But it's a blessing to us that we knew that. And I had seen her. I don't remember her walking around in dark clothes and grief. But I know it was there now that I'm a mother. Mm. And I know that I can't imagine it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did have three other. She had other children. So she had to keep busy and. Mm-hmm. One of the best qualities of mother, not just installing the faith, she lived it, she walked it, and she paid attention to each individual child and would usher in whatever support she needed to do to make sure you succeeded. She identified what you did and pushed that forward, acknowledged it, and then got backing for you or networked for you or whatever it was. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that's one of the key things as a mother, not only as a spiritual woman, a moment of faith, well, that's all part of it, but she was a true mother. And as I grew older and, and, got, and finally had a, another family and had a child and realized what it takes to be a mother, oh my gosh, what a wonderful mother she was. And and how sad for young girls. I've had this heart for young women and uh, and pro-life and so on because I've seen the difference between a good mother and some of the mothers I've heard about. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca, describing um, what you just said about your mom, can you give a specific example either from your life or what you saw her do for a sibling? Number okay, I'll talk about, what about the you? story yeah, from yeah. me. She we pushed. were traveling from Camp Wingman. We had a whole group of kids in the car from Camp Wingman because she took us there all the time. That's where we grew up. Mm-hmm. So, in this particular trip back home in the old Chevy, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yeah, I no. was sitting right behind her, and she had a whole group of kids in the front seat by her. And then, so she said, we were all singing. <clears throat> all of a sudden, mother said, "I'm going to pull over." Now I want you to everybody be quiet. And so she's not she's now start right next to me. I want you all to sing one by one. Whatever hymn we were doing. So she listened, all right, you stop. And then she had the next one, next one. She reached me and I sang my section. She says, Okay, that's what I wanted to know. She started the car back, went back home. She could hear the sound of a singer and didn't know which child in there mm-hmm. to push forward 
and to encourage. And mm-hmm. then she went, oh, she recognized it was her own daughter. <laughs> oh, so oh, yeah. that's when, she, all right, you're, you're the singer. All right, so let's do it. Mm-hmm. That was the way she did it. With Donna, it was the intellect and beauty. And with Lolly, it was the quiet. Mm. And, and the dance and, and, and the her dance. body. And she, she, my mother spotted a, situ- a condition of laurels, which you would never know, and, and, to, and helped her to this day by spotting it as a young teen, uh, preteen with Rebecca. I'll never forget because I started going with mother to some of Rebecca's early music classes. And no, she didn't leave me out either. I just had a different bent. But mm-hmm. it's absolutely true the way you... I love that story with the car because I didn't know that until recent years. <laughs> And I love that she, as you said, uh, what I'm hearing from you in the way that she kept on modeling faith. Um, so she gave you the opportunity to worship at home and have that time together. And then throughout your day, throughout your week, and, and taking you to places like Camp Wingman and having that as a place of value for you all. Um, if, if our listeners don't know, that's an Episcopal yeah. camp in our uh uh, county, and we still have an active presence there today. That we have families that that send their children there for camp for summer and other opportunities during the year. So we love when we see our parents really setting forth those good values and helping to train and model what they care about and how they follow Christ. So I, I love that you all are sharing these beautiful stories. There's a second example since you. I'm going to reach out and just be bold and say it. My parents acknowledged that I had a spiritual gift when I was very little, and so they they did not uh, put me down. They didn't take me to a counselor. They didn't push me forward or something. They just said, okay, it, it, we had to do with dreams and visions or knowings when I was little, and I would go to my parents and say, so-and-so should not take this trip, or Donna should not go out with so-and-so, or this is what's going to happen, or the person at the door is not safe. Mm-hmm. And my parents my, didn't, they just, okay, the Word of God says if you have discernment or you have this, and she acknowledged it. She didn't put me down. We never discussed it. We, they didn't take me to some psychiatrist. You have something wrong with you. She says, oh, okay. Rebecca said, let's, let's take a look at it. Let's pray about it. And then it was always, always about saving a life. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I, you talked about acknowledgement. That was another thing that my parents mm-hmm. acknowledged. Did we call it the supernatural or the, spir- work no, of the spirit? No, she just called it the work the, of the spirit. Work of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And she led me to the verses, um, that we all know so well. You practically, you probably know where that is <laughs> uh, about discernment, word of knowledge, right. knowing. Right. Yeah, uh, I think it's the New Testament for sure too. Paul talks and about. And I think it, it's because a, of the death yeah. of her son that was so dramatic and beautiful, and was such a gift and so unusual that that's another thing and that that's sparked an, it. Yeah, there's things that today's world. A lot of young people don't believe. They don't even, a lot of people probably couldn't acknowledge there's a heaven, but it was so easy for us in our house, not just because we had the altar, but after Brucey died, she said, the story went around that she heard bells, and she's got it in her book, that she heard bells of heaven right after he died, and the house was full of people, and she was still in grief, and it was, but it blessed her and, and lifted her, and we just knew that was heaven. We always said, celebrated his birthday every year, or the acknowledgement. Hmm. A lot of people don't believe in any of these things today. And how old was Brucey? He was 12. He had a type of cancer that they say was bone cancer, which I wonder if was leukemia today. Um, I don't, I'm not uh, understanding of all that type of cancer, but they called it bone cancer. 
and when they found it, I believe through the Mayo Clinic, they said it was the doctor said it was too late to do much of anything. So apparently, he lived about a year and a half with it. Okay. Rebecca, this was going to take us to being able to share something that both because Lolly's not here and neither is Brucey. Mm -hmm. So I found out from my aunt before she passed that. Our father, mother was sleeping at a neighbor's house. You were out. I was out. Our grandmother was there. Brucey said, Daddy, pick me up and take me to my cot because Jesus is coming to get me. So he takes him to the cot. Dad goes to the pharmacy to get pain meds or whatever he, he does at the house. So my grandmother comes in, who I did not know, had a ministry and held babies while they were passing. She was privately called into the hospitals. Whole ministry I knew nothing about till my aunt her daughter told me about. So Brucey looks at my grandmother and says, Granny, I see the light. There's a tunnel. Jesus is at the end. I'm going goodbye. And turned his head and went. And then that's She's when recorded. mother was awakened at the neighbors out of her nap, hearing bells ringing everywhere. Mm. And so, of course, then daddy, of course, was not there at his passing, but was told Jesus was coming to get him. Mm. So with all of that nobody gave anything a second thought the holy spirit and going forward and life and death and angels and demonics and seeing into things and knowing was not something that was unusual but it was accepted so she wrote in her book mother says sometime later i came across a poem my son copied and it said if i should die and leave you here a while be not like others, sore undone, who keep long vigils by the silent dust and weep. For my sake, turn again to life, nerving thy heart to do something to comfort the weaker hearts than mine. Complete these dear unfinished tasks of mine, and I perchance may therein comfort you. Then Mother said, That reminds me of the fact that God comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them. Because her favorite verse was Philippians 4, okay, I memorized this one, 4.13, I, I can do, do all, all things, things through Christ who strengthens me. That's one. Yes, yeah, certainly. Yes, yeah, she's quoted what Brucey said, and it may have been our grandmother that passed it or our father. As he died, he sat up, raised his arms, and said, I am going now, and I see and understand. And there, he may have added those others, but that's what she quoted. Hmm. And, but that was passed on to her, I'm sure from grand, but yeah, dad, I understand. Well, anyway, you could start, they could tell the story to us every year and we just break out crying because, mm. you know, that's the way it was handled then. And, uh, oh, but, and I didn't know until recently in a conversation with Esther, this is one of our cousins, this is my dad's side of the family. Esther said, by the way, we never told you being Catholic, they were instructed by their mother to get together and pray for Bruce, Brucey to have a beautiful happy passing that's oh. what they did in the catholic church that time and so they were praying for a happy glorious passing not knowing in the end that they would know that he did mm -hmm. they'd be left without all the pain he had been through mm -hmm. uh, right now i'm reading a book called incarnational ministry and uh, one aspect of the book is to uh, think about the word mystery and how mm. we experience God's mystery and can delight in that. Mm -hmm. um, and one uh, point that the author brings out is this very fact of passing and of 
uh, people knowing that they're on this journey to leave this life to be present mm. with the Lord mm-hmm. and allowing for that mystery to be there and and not trying to um, take it away from those that are in that journey, but to allow it to be a precious moment. Um, so much about our world tries to say, well, you have to be healthy and, and this doesn't happen. But yet we yes. all know it does happen. Yes. It, it, it's just part of the life journey. It will happen. So how do we embrace God's holy presence in the midst of that? And you have shared through this testimony of what what your family experienced, what you experienced, and then continue to remember. And then you have this beautiful gift from your mom to have this book from her to keep um, having those thoughts keep coming back to all of her life experience and how it keeps pointing to Christ and what Christ has done in her life and for you all. Um, so thank you for that beautiful gift of sharing that testimony. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we close today? You know, Lolly is not here today, and I had asked her to send something so that she could voice her thoughts, but she's at school at a counseling session with a handicapped child today. Bless her heart. She's busy. She's doing her work. Mm-hmm after six heart attacks so mm. blessings to my sister and her and and her husband and mother put in a poem that my sister wrote and of course i brought all these wonderful uh, letters from people all over the world that were sent to my mother that she kept mm. so i was looking at them this morning and that and that was through I, the daughters the from the daughters yeah, it has had. to do with the daughters mm-hmm. thanking her for opening up things, uh, no matter where she was around mm-hmm. the world or, or mm-hmm. the islands. She loved the islands. Okay, so here, a second poem by my daughter, Laurel. So Lolly's not here, so here's what she has. Lolly said, what a pair we make, the impregnable two, armed with our shields of faith, skipping joyfully along the straight and narrow path, heart in heart, We sign the hymns of heaven, breaking the eternals of silence with nature's song of exultation. Eyes upon the star illuminating the way, revealing each carefully hidden trick of the stirrer that's covered with a coat more tempting than the apple of Eden. But praise be, only a prayer away rests our home, lying not at the end of our path, rather at the closing of our eyes, trusting the Spirit's guiding love. She used to write. I know. Yeah. How old was she? Do we know? I want to say she was probably in her. She was probably in her teens. That's too. That's very mature. She was. Yeah. She was very spiritual. Not that she isn't, but you know, she was brought up in All Saints as well. So she's not here, Uh, but that's from her. (laughs) I I just want to touch on one thing about the mystery, and I love that poem of hers. We need to encourage her to write more. But that just that, what what you were saying that the mystery. A lot of people don't. They want everything has to be so black and white or maybe science and nothing wrong with science. God created all of that too. But their mystery in life that mm-hmm. we might have a tendency to run over it, squelch it. And so being open to it then, right? Yes. <laughs> and thank you for the witness that what you've shared about your mom and how she raised you all to be open to that. So the personal story that you um, shared with us, Rebecca, that she just received, this was something that God was doing in your life and continues to do in your life. And she was open to that and honored it and blessed that. Mm-hmm. So what a beautiful gift that she thank has you. given to us. And, and now I get to receive it as well. <sighs> 
And all of our listeners get I to know be she seen. I love you. I know she would be <laughs> oh. rejoicing at your work she would. and your fellowship and mm-hmm. your guidance through the use of what you do in your ministry through as chaplain for the daughters. I know for a fact she would just really acknowledge that. And we want to do the same. And say I want to say thank you for being our leader. <laughs> You're welcome. Now we haven't said your mom's name and and her oh, her birth right. and death dates. So yes. would you do that for us, Rebecca, to honor her? She was born in 1920 or 21. 20. Her name. 1920. Her name. Full Lorraine, name. Julia Lorraine Langdon mm-hmm. was her full name. Right. But 20, and she died in 2016 in October 24th. Our, our sister's birthday. Okay. She passed away in the morning. And we the were all there. All together. All together. What a blessing. We made a decision to create a hospice house. And we were, we all. Fortunately, took, took we had the together. time. That's yeah. right. We had the time. The doctor, and it just worked out. And mother hung on. Yeah, she could still say the Lord's Prayer to her last week. It was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And she. Uh, yeah. We got to be I think with anyone her. who is listening who is taking care of their loved one, mm-hmm. just know that God is honoring that. In, in a way that you will not even understand. But if you do, it will be given a reward triple fold that is beyond our comprehension, taking care of that loved one. And if they're in dementia or Alzheimer's or any of that state, there are two big ways of reading the word, opens those doors, and music. Hmm. I've experienced that as well. That music is a huge part of it, connecting with those that are is. in this mysterious time of being present with the Lord but still being here and and we're just part of that precious moment well since you mentioned the Lord's Prayer why don't we close with that we all say it together okay all right our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen why don't we say the daughters you you lead us i i usually reference a book when i say this but i know it well enough if you lead well i will follow you I am, am one, one, but I, I am one. one. I cannot, cannot do, do everything, everything, but I can, can do, do something. What, what I, I can do, I ought to do. What I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will, will do. Lord, what, what will, will you have me do? Say that last line one more time. Lord, what, what will you have me do? do? Amen to that. Thank you both for this beautiful time of sharing. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> Thank you.